Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Um, you don't need to spend a whole lot of time here. Um, so we're just going to do a little reading from First Corinthians. Oh, yeah, that's right. If you're on a podcast, you don't see the slide. So incest, right? So we're going to read a little bit from First Corinthians 5, 1 and 2. It is actually reported that there is sexually sexual immorality among you. And such sexual immorality is not even named among the Gentiles, that a man has his father's wife and you are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he who had done this deed might be taken away from you. Like this is happening in a church. Yeah. Like Paul is, Paul is shocked. Mm. It's one thing for it to be happening out in the world. That's what the because the world has no guidance, He's right? That they don't even do that. They don't even do that. They don't tolerate that. You know, so I mean, for it to be happening in the church of all places, it's like, wow, what are you guys doing? And one thing we know, one thing we know, they're not doing is they're not even condemning him. No. You know, I mean, they're sitting there eating with him and eating with her, right. you know, having dinner parties and whatnot. Hey, come over, you know. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, you know what's going on and ain't doing nothing. And the thing about it, the thing about it is, especially from a Western standpoint in America, mm-hmm. we look at it as, you know, there's a lot of mega churches here or even even the average church church congregation in America is about 75 people, mm-hmm. right? So even in a group of 75 people, you could kind of sneak your way in and, you know, kind of be hidden, right? And stuff like that. First century church, you're talking maybe 20 people. This is in someone's home. This is in someone's house, mm-hmm. right? All the churches in Acts and when Paul is writing his epistles, you know, to the church in so-and-so's house, to church in so-and-so's house, you know, these are small groups. Right. So stuff like this affect that entire church. Right. Like when your presence is there or not there, it's felt, right. you know, one, one out of 10 people is a very realistic impression mm-hmm. when you're there and when you're not there. So when he's talking about this, about this kind of a act that's going on, you know, it's very real. It's very, everybody knows about it. It's not, it's not hidden, right? It's not like, oh, well, I didn't know that. They're like, how could you not know? Right. You know? When you read on in the text, Paul comes down and says that y'all need to put him out. Yeah. And I'm putting him out and I'm not even there. Yeah. You know, and uh, the, the church, we really don't have that posture nowadays where sin is shameful and we treat it as such. Exactly. That's why people continue to do the things that they do. And I've even done things that um, in my Christianity, because instead of people checking it, instead of people confronting me, and doing the uh, process of church discipline and even just what we're supposed to do uh, with one another with intimacy and know what such and such has going on. Yep. It's not being done. And so then you have situations like this where it's like, how is this even happening? Paul said there are some things that should not even be named among us. There are nope. some things that shouldn't even be spoken because they are shameful. Yes. 
But and this is go ahead. Good. Now I can say, <laughs> now I can say, this is why we spend so much time on doctrine, uh-huh. right? This is why we formatted the show and the way we format it because we don't want to just give you quick. There's plenty of people out there who are waiting in the wings to give you quick little tips here and there, six minutes there, five minutes here. Mm-hmm. And there's no shade at any of those people. Mm-hmm. God bless them. We love right. them. We appreciate their ministry and what they're doing. But one thing we want to do is give you more of a longer form of context, yeah. you know, to the Bible, because it is a rich tapestry of stories and, and, and wisdom that we don't want to truance into a really narrow um, format, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is when we say he's our Lord, you know, think about this, right? We all know the scripture where it talks about, oh, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is what? Lord. Savior. No, well, yes, he is a savior, uh, but we're going to confess his lordship. Lord. Yep. You know, there's different attributes there. There's mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. way of thinking about him as Lord versus him as savior, even though he, yes, he is both. It's both and, not yes. either or, yes. right? It's yes. both at the same time. Mm-hmm. He is your savior. He's also your Lord. Jesus said, if you love me, you keep my commandments. Mm-hmm. That's coming from his lordship, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yep, that and that keeps from a, a situation like this as well. That the the whole savior only posture leads to things like this. Yeah, this is my best friend. Me and Jesus, you don't know my walk. Da 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 da, doing those type of things. Well, you just want him to. You just want the comfort and the mm-hmm. salvation. You don't want the submission to his lordship. Exactly. And when there's no submission to his lordship, then we miss stuff like this. And, and we're getting a little ahead of ourselves because we actually are going to have an episode exploring that in depth about his lordship versus savior. So we are getting a little bit ahead of it. But we, we just feel like we need to explain that a little bit more here. You're dropping nuggets. Yeah, yeah because we don't want to just drop something to move on and then the comment section burn down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... um. Also, just continuing on about incest in Ezekiel uh, twenty-two eleven. Within your walls live men who commit adultery with their neighbors' wives, who defile their daughters-in-law, or who rape their own sisters. Mm-hmm. That's just nasty. That's that's just disgusting. Like Man. I couldn't even imagine that. Um. Yeah, I, I'm, there's nothing more I need to say about that. It's just nasty, to be honest. Yes. And this, I think we talked about this briefly, but just touching on the fact that um, the relation between the son-in-law and his mother-in-law, mm-hmm. I like how you put that within the uh, the confines of um, um, incest. Incest, yes, yeah. because you got a lot of people out here, and it frustrates me. This is just a personal issue that I have. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm talking to you, uh, you, uh, you church people. Stop calling people that's your uh that uh are your uh wife's children that you did not have with her your stepchildren. They are your children. When you married her, then you made a covenant with her and those children. And those children too. Yep, those are the spiritual treat children. Them like your children. Yes. See what happens is when you say step this, step that, step mm-hmm. this, what you're really inferring that you're taking a step back. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And you're putting distance. Yes. You know, you're putting in barriers mm-hmm. where there shouldn't be barriers. Yeah. You know, these are your children. Treat them as such. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, you know, we know the, the old age old phrase, redheaded stepchild, right? Yep. You know, why that phrase shouldn't even be a phrase within a church. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I mean, it, we shouldn't treat people like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if we if we adopt them, we call them in, they're our children. Mm-hmm. You know, like it should be, you know, especially when it comes to blended families. And we're going to get into biblical um, divorce and biblical remarriage as well. But um, when it comes to blended families, the idea should be, okay, I'm going to marry you. And the next ceremony would be an adoption ceremony for your children. Mm, I like that. Right? That's a good model. And that's the way it should be set up. Yeah. You know, especially from the church. Yeah. So, I like that. That's a good model. Because that way it wards against this whole, oh, you're just the stepchildren. And it wards against favoritism mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And we see how destructive favoritism can be, you know, heck, just in the world. But also in the Bible, when you look at, you know, Jacob and Isaac, you know, and all their relationships mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know. That's why going back to... The- Keep saying it when you go back to the origins, husband, wife, children together, all the other stuff, it it it, it can get in the way of that. And I understand there are situations where it may be a widow, she lost her husband or he lost his wife and they remarry. I get it. I'm not saying across the board, but yep. doing it the right way does prevent other things from happening. Exactly. We're going to get into the nuances, too, because there are a lot of nuances that need to be yes. parsed out properly. Yep. Um, we don't want to just make... We don't want to just make broad sweeping, right. you know. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about biblical purity. Song of Songs, man. We never go here in church, do we? <laughs> last time y'all heard a sermon out of Songs of Songs, <laughs> never. No. Um, so Song of Songs or Song of Solomon, some translations say, uh, chapter two, a book two, chapter two, verse six and seven. His left hand is under my head, and his right hand embraces me. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem. And that word charge, by the way, means is uh, saba in the Hebrew. And it means to seven oneself. Not sever. I didn't, I didn't misspeak here. Seven oneself. That is to repeat a declaration seven times. Mm. I've never heard that before until I started studying this. I'm like, wow, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, not just taking the oath, but your oath is not complete until you repeat it seven times. Mm. Imagine doing that for your wedding vows. All right. Maybe you remember what you vowed. <laughs> I mean, really, yes. I remember them lies you told. Me. <laughs> you know, and, and it makes you, it makes you really consider going through with it. Yeah. Especially if it's a long-winded promise, right? And by the sixth time, you're repeating this whole thing. You're like, you know what? Forget it. I ain't doing this. I can't do all that. Nah, I, nah. I just heard it for a sixth time. I ain't doing all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it makes us. It'll make us slower to commit vows. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't even know if I have to go into this homework later, but. If a if a oath or a vow is even really established spiritually, if it's not repeated seven times, you know, I mean, I don't know. Good homework, you know. Homework, homework. But anyways, moving on. So again, I'll just reread that just for context. His left hand is under my head, and his right hand embraces me. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or by the does of the field, do not, do not stir up nor awaken love until it pleases. And that word "awaken," the whole phrase really "stir up and awaken" means it's it's er in the Hebrew. It means to rouse oneself. 
literally, literally to awake or to incite, you know, which is talking about love, you know, to a, 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 the arousal of love, right? So what are we really saying here? Yeah. Another little, little key thing is that 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 whole refrain is repeated three times in the Song of Solomon. I like this. I was uh, studying um, Songs of uh, Solomon not too long ago, and in simple terms, essentially what she's saying is, y'all hold me accountable because I'm on fire. Pretty much. I'm on fire. I have this passion. I'm in love with this man. Do not let me end up crossing those sexual boundaries before the time. Yes. Don't let me do it, which... Which talks about accountability, yep. which is another thing that prevents from, uh, we talked about it preventing from adultery. We talked about it prevention from sexual immorality. Yep. And here we are with it. Yeah, check out that episode too, by the way. <laughs> check that out. So yeah, that, that, that accountability, it's important. It's it's important to keep one from going here. It's important to keep one from going to sexual abuse as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, that community is important. Yes. Communication is important. Mm-hmm. You know, getting into the word and prayer is important. You know, all these boundaries we talked about already, really it laid that foundation of how you can you can avoid awakening love before it's time, yeah. you know, before you, you're getting aroused. And again, we mentioned in another episode, like, you, if you think you can scoop fire into your lap and not get burned, you know, you're fooling yourself, right. you know. So, but again, we also said that if you're burning with lust, go ahead and get married. Yep. It's not a sin to get married. Yep. It is a sin to lust. It is. But it's not a sin to get married. Yep. So if you find yourself just circling that drain of lust, like, and, and it's like, you know, you two are itching at each other, just like, just go ahead and get married. Yeah. And there's wisdom in that. And I know Raymond knows. Yeah. There's wisdom in that. That don't just mean I want to uh, have sex, so let's just go and get married. Trust me, you don't. No, no you, you, you don't. You don't want to do that one. Go down that route. Nope. There, there are definitely, um, there's definitely a checklist. Yes, you know, and definitely, yeah. So definitely, don't use marriage as the the as the um, leverage or what's the word I'm looking for as the mechanism to just have sex. You know, oh, I just want sex. Let's get married. None. And you talked will will not go well for you. Right. You talked a little bit about the difference of the epistles and then the words of Christ. Again, that scripture you're referencing, Paul was talking to believers. Yes. So the idea that these are believers who are devoting themselves to God, who have this struggle with this passion. So then go ahead and get married. <laughs> Going out there yes. and finding some harlot or just some young lady that you are fornicating with and you like, okay, well, we... Or your, your old high school crush. Exactly. High school crush ain't even saved. Stop it. Yep. <laughs> Um, so last thing we want to leave off with is if you have been affected by sexual assault, you are not alone at rain. That is R a I N N provides free confidential support 24 seven at 1-800-656-HOPE and online.rain.org. So I put these links. The links will be in the description if you're listening on a podcast. So don't don't be dismayed by trying to write down everything that I'm saying right now. But um, that's all we got for today for sexual abuse. Coming up next on the next two episodes. I mean, we say it like that, but you can really find this episode by being suggested along other episodes and other 
YouTube video. So however you find this episode, the next one in this series, we're going to be talking about rape culture, mm -hmm. right? And, and going in on that one. And then we're going to follow that up with, uh, rape with, with rape survivors and talking about some facts on how we as a church can get better at helping rape survivors navigate this complex legal landscape that is mm -hmm. out there. Um, Mm -hmm. So again, it's your host, Ray Tucker, Jay Jones, yep. you know, hit us up everywhere on um, social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, hit the like, hit the subscribe, mm -hmm. you know, send this out to everybody who you think needs it, you know, and if you need it, just replay it again. Right. Um, find us wherever you get your podcasts, you know, Spotify, Amazon, um, Apple Podcasts and Deezer, everywhere else. Mm -hmm. Yes, you got to put that Patreon plug out there. Join our community where you, um, at the $5 tier, not only will you get early access to these episodes, but we'll, we'll follow you and shout you out on, on social media. Um, and then on a higher tiers, you join our private community. And the benefit of that is that you get one-on-one with us, mm -hmm. with our community, um, insights. You can request ideas for future episodes. We vote them up, and you know if they win, if they win, then we'll build episodes around those topics and those ideas. And um, you get it, to ask us where we stand. Yes, you want to know. Yes, if you want direct questions and stuff like that, where we stand on whatever topic before we can get to it, we'll answer that. Yes, we're off the cuff. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, you know, but we ain't doing that in the comments though, <laughs> or on YouTube comments. <laughs> right. You know, we, we ain't gonna throw no fights over here. Right. But um, but yeah, again, just hit us up. We'll be here. You know, we're gonna be faithful, right? All right. So, all right, everybody. Y'all go ahead, take care, and have a good day.